0: Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Brett Lindley and Walker Near. I'm Brett, and today we have our friend and special guest, Chris Crabtree, who joins us to talk about Ghost of Tsushima, which he and Walker have both been playing on the PS4.
1: walker uh what's got you picking up your sticks this week Hey, what's up man um well as you said in the intro uh we actually have a, a special guest this week chris crabtree what's up chris hey and um yeah chris and i have both been playing a playstation 4 exclusive title uh ghost of tsushima um which is a, a new release that just came out uh, I think last Friday, which, I don't know, middle of July. <laughs> I don't know who who knows when people are listening. Um, but yeah, <laughs> mid-July of 2020. Um, but yeah, kind of a, a rare thing. I mean, we don't really talk a lot about PlayStation 4 games on, on this show. I mean, mostly we, you and I play PC games. Right, um, right. But yeah, but, but Crabtree had discovered this game, I don't know, I don't know how long ago, uh, within the last month or, or maybe more. But either way, and it just looked really great. And so, uh, yeah, we picked it up and been playing and, um, yeah, I'll, I'll turn it over to tree, you know, at a high level tree, what would you say? How would you describe ghost of Tsushima?
2: Um, well, I mean, you definitely have like, uh, an open world. Uh, what drew me to it initially was, um, your, your main character is a samurai and you're kind of fighting off this Mongol invasion in Japan. And, uh, there was a, I read a few things about it, and, and you know, you were able to approach the, the combat either straight up or there was a stealth element to it. And, uh, you know, it, all the screenshots look great, and so I decided to, to give it a shot, and I was definitely not disappointed. So, what like
0: so the combat you can approach like straight up or stealth. So like what kind of combat is it like third person's like first person? Like I, I know literally nothing. I haven't even seen screenshots of this game. I've just heard a little bit, uh, from Walker and a little bit from, I guess one of my other friends, I think uh, has a roommate or a buddy that got it and had played a little bit, but I, I know Ziltro
2: about this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a uh, third person. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, you can go into like your your stealth mode or you crouch around um or you can you know just take the fights head on you have your katana bow you know various uh, samurai weapons and things so is it set like strictly in a samurai era is it like historically accurate or is it like a little bit fantasy element's like uh um, yeah i mean it's as uh, in in japan i guess when the mongols uh invaded i don't know what year that would be right Uh, and i don't think it it references like a specific year
0: okay but it's it's more historically based not like what was the other one that's like dark souls but was samurai based recently oh Sekiro: shadows die twice Sekiro, yeah but that has like mythical monsters and stuff in it as well so is this just more historically
1: yeah so far i i'm not super far in but i haven't seen um anything that's you know the yeah like a monster or a giant
2: Medusa yeah. skeleton yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah so. nothing like that um I mean there are definitely elements of it that are fantastical right it's not a it's not like a like the arma of samurai games or something it's not right. <laughs> not a simulation in that way <laughs> um I would say you know so games that it makes me think of and it's it, it's not identical to any of these which is great because it's its own thing but I think modern games that you could compare it to. Would be, you know, to some extent, Assassin's Creed. Um, I, th- I I want to say the newer ones, but I haven't actually played very much of the newer ones. So I don't know how <laughs> accurate that is, but um, but just because there's there's kind of some some there's a lot of emphasis of like RPG kind of mechanics through it, which has also become true in the Assassin's Creed franchise in, in modern times. Um, but also Shadow of of Mordor and Shadow of War that kind of gameplay where you're running around in a large open world. It's third person. You can engage in stealth. You can fight straight up. Um, and sometimes m- maybe you, you infiltrate a place with stealth, but then ultimately have to fight, you know, more straight up or whatever. Um, and then aesthetically, I mean, it, it, to me, it harkens back to uh, you know Ninja Gaiden, one of my favorite game series of all time, the the, the Xbox versions, not the NES version. Right, right. Um, and then Onimusha, um, Tenchu, okay. uh, which are classic old game franchises. But
0: okay, so amazing aesthetic, great graphics, and so so how is so that you said the sneaking element like the, is more akin to like an Assassin's Creed. You mention Ninja Gaiden, but is the combat like that fast-paced and
2: combo-based, or like how is the combat? Um, I would say that um, it's it's definitely a, a slower. Um, I mean, I'm not that great at the combat, and you know, it, it takes some getting used to. I found that um, to kind of almost block and evade first, as opposed to trying to always attack and so it kind of slows it down like you're more trying to counter i guess yeah yeah i would
1: say i mean it's not um you know ninja gaiden is a very arcadey style of of combat um this is not nearly that arcadey it's also though not you know like well i don't know so Ninja Gaiden is arcadey because you're jumping around super fast and there's a lot of... Right, and like dodging everything. Yeah, and there's a lot of crazy animations and you can... Run but on then dice. there's like
0: Dark Souls combat, which is very like, wait for the perfect time to attack. Is this a little closer to that or is it something in between?
1: I'd say something more in between, you know, to compare it to like Shadow of Mordor or even at least all of the Assassin's Creed games up until the one set in Egypt, and you know, before that. Um, those games really don't, Require much defense. Um, they're they're it's it's really easy to to parry and counter and whatever, and not that it's super hard in this or in Dark Souls, but in this, like in Dark Souls or, or Bloodborne or what all of those kind of games from From Software, you do have to play more defense because if like like Tree said, because if you just try and attack all the time and just button mash like you would in maybe like a frankly um, like an Assassin's Creed combat or or Shadow of Mordor combat. You'll just get owned. Uh, I also am not that great at the combat, but I think it's super fun. Um,
2: Yeah. Well, it's nice, too, because, like, you know, it offers a good challenge. Like, even uh, all the different enemy types, different weapons, they all have their different attacks, but they also vary their attacks. So even, like, you know, they may do a quick attack a few times but then go into a long attack, and that will randomize so you constantly have to like be watching their animations and you know making those choices Mm -hmm. right on
0: so uh so it seems like a pretty more like meth like method based combat where you've got to so I, i take it if with if that's the case you're probably not engaging a lot of guys at once so like what like how many
2: enemies are you generally engaging at a time i mean you could um you know if if I was like really good at the combat, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. But um, I try to isolate. Like you get into big fights where there's a lot of people, but I try to maneuver around the outside and and you know pick off. And so I'm not like in the middle and surrounded because it usually gets me killed. <laughs> right. No, that's fair. That's but fair. But they they always like come up and flank you, and so you have to constantly switch targets if you're in the middle like that.
1: Yeah, like with the different weapon types, like, for example, like the earliest example of this that they demonstrate for you is um, so you can block just by holding a button. And then if you time the block in line with when they're swinging, you can parry. But then, like, the first enemy that you encounter that that kind of changes that is a, a spearman. And so you can block some of the spear attacks, but then the spearman also has attacks where it'll kind of flash like a red dot at the end of their weapon and that indicates that it is not blockable so you have to dodge or evade um Mm -hmm. i think as you continue to play and there are multiple weapon types that have that kind of mechanic i think as you continue to play though you unlock more and more abilities that allow you to to actually block at least some of those attacks um but early on not so it's yeah i don't know it it's, it's definitely i mean i would say the most enemies i've probably seen i i wouldn't say more than 10 um okay i'd say it's probably i mean that's still a lot <laughs> it is. and i would say it's common to run into packs of five um okay but i try and do things to like like you can assassinate enemies or um i don't know if you i don't it's kind of hard to describe without being able to see but it's like the it's like the samurai version of a gunslinger duel where they both stand right. in front of each other with their their hands on their swords and then like both react kind of a quick draw sort yeah, of yeah and like one person gets slashed and dies and the other person you know succeeded and, and lives or whatever so you can challenge people to that kind of duel which then results in basically an instant kill and you nice. can upgrade skills that allow you to chain that into like two or three people so if i encounter that was oh go ahead oh no go ahead i was going to say if i encounter a big group i will use that method for example to basically insta-give like three of them, so that I only have to right. fight, you know, however many are left. So,
0: so it's definitely going to be my next question, which is, what's the progression like? So it sounds like you can unlock and upgrade skills. Is there like a skill tree? Is it all weapon based? Like,
2: you have uh, these the different roles. Um, so as you finish, you know, complete missions, um, you grow your legend and you get skill points. Um, but then you have like your samurai skill tree um, and then like you have different stances Okay. you can switch your stances uh, depending on you know who you're fighting and then you have the the stealth tree it's called ghost Um, but then you get all the you know various ninja like weapons and, and stuff like that right on
1: yeah i will say one thing confusing i don't know why they don't use the word ninja anywhere in the game have you seen that yet <laughs> <laughs> no
2: no I, yeah i don't i don't understand i guess because he's like well I, he's a samurai first you know and then he he has to you know develop these other tactics based on the situation so i don't know if because he's not trained as a ninja you can't just call him a ninja or something well, yeah don't but
1: like like they, just, they don't again they call it the ghost tree not the ninja tree right. Like, right. right yeah like it's samurai versus ninja we all know this you know what I mean like <laughs> <laughs> and the mongols sailed so they're the pirate like we have samurai ninja yeah. pirate all right here if you would just say it. <laughs> so it sounds
0: it sounds kind of so you you get both so you get to be both samurai and ninja like if you balance your combat trees out like Uh You get a little bit of both.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I will say um, that the stealth is just a tad limited in the mechanic of wall climbing. um, Because you can't just scale anything. Mm, Okay. So you're looking for various points to climb up. Yeah. but it's done well. I mean, it feels good and everything's smooth. It's it's There's almost...
0: enough of those points that it doesn't feel like it's forcing you into
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's uh I would say it's it's trying very hard to to merge like, you know, a third-person combat with like the stealth of, you know, an Assassin's Creed, but Assassin's Creed and and Mordor do that wall climbing maybe stealth just a tad bit better. Just because it's that's more, fair. it's more fleshed out. But so it, would, oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just say maybe it's because it fits along with the narrative because he's not really a, a ghost and is the samurai first. So maybe he just can't climb everything or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so is
0: so you said it's an open world game, but it has a pretty strong story element then.
1: Yeah, I would say it's it's incredible. Actually, I mean that's probably one of the things I'm most drawn into by it uh, I mean, as you know, I do not care about story largely. Um, and, 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 and certainly the gameplay here is what ultimately draws me in still. So that is still true that that is primary for me, but the story is actually really well done. And, and kind of like tree was alluding to you have, you know, the character is a samurai, the Mongols invade, the samurai are largely diminished. Um, And so in order to try and take the country back you end up kind of partnering with people that you probably wouldn't have prior to the invasion people who are again they'll never say the word ninja but thieves and rogue whatever you know um but anyway and and so there's a lot of like like when you you know minor minor spoiler alert but it's within the first 30 minutes or whatever get over it um Walker also does not care that about is spoilers. But so yeah, I know that then he will not care
0: about your spoilers. either.
1: Like-
0: <laughs> that's true. That's
1: true. Um, but anyway, like, so for example, whenever, whenever you first, because like when you very first start the game, you don't have the ability to assassinate someone like that's not okay. a, a mechanic available for your character, but then right. pretty quickly you meet the the thief and then they kind of teach you that, or at least strongly suggest more than teach that, that you do right. that. And so when you do, like, it cuts to, like, this flashback scene where you're a kid and you're learning from your samurai master. And he's explaining why the samurai don't kill that way and why they engage in these honorable fights. Um, so the, the the mechanics and the gameplay are very, I think, very, they do an excellent job of weaving those in with the story so that it all kind of supports cool. itself um, yeah. in a way that... Yeah a lot of games just frankly don't do
2: yeah i would i would i would agree and i it kind of explains why you know you can't just i don't know scale everything maybe or you know it i was trying to assassinate a lot of characters before i had learned how to assassinate i was like i thought you could assassinate <laughs> but you know i sneak up behind them yeah, and yeah,
0: yeah. them to an honorable deal yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah well yeah. but it's inter- it's interesting i mean i don't know that much about the history of japan but um, I mean, they explain, which I assume this is accurate, uh, but they explain that basically Japan had become gotten to a point where it was just this criminal state where it was completely dominated by criminal elements, thieves, you know, not the mob because it's not that, but effectively, um, right. And and so the samurai came into existence basically to try and and turn that back around, but they are very much like they, they will not bend their code kind of no matter what. Um, so right. even if it makes more sense for them to assassinate someone, they turn them around, they look them in the eye, they say, I'm going to fight you and give the person an opportunity to fight back. Now they always assume that they're more skilled because largely they are, right. but it's just kind of a, I don't know. It, it was a, I don't know. I thought it was a really cool um, explanation of their principles, I guess. And why, why, it is that way. It's not just, it's not just because of tradition. Like there's a real meaning behind it. You right. know?
2: So. Yeah. It does oh, a so good sure. job of weaving in that philosophy for sure.
1: Well, so let me ask you a question, Brett. So you, you cause I, I don't, I'm, I, you know, I, I talk about these kinds of games somewhat often, I think, but what is your experience with kind of what I would call the modern brawler genre? I mean, I, you played the Ninja Gaiden games back in the day. Is that right?
0: So, yeah, I played Ninja Gaiden's on, The 360, um, which I loved, um, I, you know, we had, there was a, there was a time period where there were a couple of game systems in a house I lived with a few other people and there were a lot of games played, but I did not always necessarily get to play all of them because it was easier a lot of times just to, especially if you got to be at work in 20 minutes and somebody's already in something, Mm -hmm. you just sit and watch them do it. Um, so, uh, like Bloodborne, I believe was played there. Um, and I'm trying to think other like open 3D brawlers that I would have that aren't EDF5 or Dynasty Warriors. Oh, yeah, um, Dynasty
1: Warriors is a good, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah. played a bunch of not a bunch, but several different Dynasty Warriors and, and those type games.
1: Um, so I would put just to give I mean, some, like, just to give you some fodder of what I'm talking, trying to refer to at least, like right, the Devil May Cry series, um, nope. Bayonetta, um, one or two. No, nope. although I really want to play Bayonetta, oh, it's so like, good they look awesome it's it's really good well so and that's it so bayonetta i think and and devil may cry are are certainly are are faster and arcadey is probably too generic of a term but i mean they were i get it i get what you're trying to explain They reward offense more than they do defense um right whereas tsushima definitely like like we've said uh, if you don't defend you can just lose pretty easily and the death animations are brutal like you'll get knocked down and a dude will come and put his knee or his foot on your back and then take two swords at the neck and just decapitate. Um, right. And it's, it's, it's pretty disheartening when you're, you think you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. And then you get way. decapitated and you're like, okay, all right.
0: All right. I mean, when talking of defense in that kind of way, this is not a direct correlation at all. And I don't mean it that way, but I get a lot of, we played soul caliber mm. pretty competitively. And it would get to the point where it was cause if you blocked, you could block an attack. But if you like hit block and back or forward at the moment that the strike hits, you would like counter the attack and force the player off to one side. Like if back you'd force him to the left, right you'd force him, you know, to the right. And it would leave them open for either a counter attack or a combo or a grab. And it, but it would could also get to the point where if they countered, you had like frames to counter it. It was a really, I can't remember what it was called, but it, it, it it, get into battles where it would just be like sword clanging. Where every time, you know, I swing and then they instantly counter, I'm off to the side, they come in for their counterattack, I counter them, and it's just like this clang, 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 like very back and forth, very tense situation. And, and for us, like defense was really important because if you got a combo off, it only took one or two combos to take a player down if you were good. And so not getting like one combo, you're at half health, you can't take that again, you know, so you have to try to execute that back on the other side but as far as doing it in more of like an open world sense i know there's a few that i have played i can't think of the names of them off the top of my head um but probably not so much in the like really popular genre like especially i'm trying to think like on pc i don't think i've really played much in the way of a brawler
1: yeah i mean in fairness too you know ninja gate and devil may cry um Nier Automata, most of those games... Now, Nier is a little different, but they're also just a lot more linear, whereas this is not linear at all. Um, It's very much an open-world game.
0: So so how... And maybe, Tree, since you've gotten a little bit further, uh, how do they pair... How well do they pair the open world with the story? Because I know something that really bothered me in, like, a Fallout 4 is that the story is there, but once you're in the open world you kind of the story kind of doesn't matter you aren't really driven to to complete aspects of the story so Mm -hmm. how do they pair those together
2: um your uh all of your missions are i guess are not called missions they're called tales and so anytime you start something it kind of like gives like a segment of that story and even though it may not be a continuation of the main story it seems to fit with the overall, uh, situation that's going on. So, you know, uh, Walker mentioned earlier about, uh, reuniting with various characters or finding new characters to help you along the way. So you kind of go there and, you know, get their help or get allies or, and then that kind of leads you into the end of, of act one for the, you know, rescue, um, you're rescuing your i guess your uncle from he's captive in a castle so you get all of these uh, allies to help you um i don't know if that answered the question but yeah <laughs> i mean i guess so like
0: when that? when you're in the open world are is it more like there's a dot on the map and you just go there or in the free roaming and exploring will you kind of just pick up a story piece and it it fits in that location no matter where you like where you go or you arrive there and it kind of just says oh here's a, a story piece because you're here and it gives you like a little piece of that or just kind of how do they keep you on track
1: i guess yeah
0: and keep you from going on side quests so time. i think
1: i think it's an interesting comparison with fallout 4 um or, or the you know those kinds of games in general i i would say that it's it's different because in fallout there's not a a single narrative that unifies the entire land that you're in Right. Like it's, Mm. it's more like you're being inserted into this world where everyone has their own interests and their own intrigues and whatever. So it's easy to get off track on the main story because you encounter people who have no idea what your mission is right in this, the country that you're in has been invaded by Mongols and they've largely enslaved the Japanese population. So like what tree said earlier is like, I mean, it ultimately mechanically it is still, you're getting XP and leveling, but right. the way that they frame it is you're increasing your legend by helping people by like involving yourself in these tales, these stories that then grow your legend, which then increases your, your level, basically your legend. Right. Um, so it, it's different because you know, let's say you're running around the map and you're not doing the main, one of the main quests to rescue one of the companions that tree was just describing. Well, maybe you stumble into a village um, that doesn't have a mission or something, but the village is still overthrown by Mongols. And so if you kill the Mongols there and like liberate the village, then that's still, it still makes sense. In the it's larger- still t- I
0: mean, that's no, that's huge. Uh, I think that that, like you said, tying the story into the world, like everybody knows we're all under attack by the Mongols. So anybody that comes and saves us from the Mongols is going to be awesome and is going to be a legend. And Mm. we're going to tell tales of them. And that, I think that that unifying theme sounds like something that is really missing from like, if, if a fallout game were narrower in story, but more like, you know, closely tied to, and I think new Vegas kind of did this a little bit better, but even that, you know i could see like narrowing the scope down even more and saying like yeah it's an open world but everybody is against you know or it, you know the brotherhood of steel is here to take over from the enclave and the enclave has invaded everywhere and has taken over and so you've mm-hmm. got to act as a some kind of rogue agent and as you liberate these things and i think even tying it in like i think it is really key that they tie it into the lovingling system and calling it your like your legend or your lore mm-hmm. like because while that isn't Mechanically, or really even narratively, a, a big thing. It does. It, it's a way, an example of taking the the uninteresting aspects of a game, like the GUI system or the leveling system, and while you can't necessarily make them exciting, you can tie them into the immersion. And I think that having that immersion and being like, I'm, because in Fallout, like I'm level twenty-eight or whatever, means nothing. It literally, means, yeah. and nobody else realizes that either in the game but like if i think oh my legend is i am now a legendary warrior or something instead Mm -hmm. of just a nobody i'll expect when i walk into a town that people will be like whoa it's the legend you know
2: like we've heard tales of you i will say too like once your legend gets so big um the the common people actually just start bowing to you Mm. oh wow when they see you so that that was pretty dope like, I just go into the city and people are just now bowing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's got to be a, that, the first time that had, please tell me, what was that like the first time you experienced that?
2: I, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, oh, what, what? but then they're like, you know, they, they say yeah. their greetings or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I just increased my legend. I'm a new, because you get like a new title or whatever. It says, you know, something samurai, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I think the word that you use there that, you know, we've talked a lot about on this show, you know, how do you, how do, what makes a game immersive and how important is immersion? And, and I think you and I, Brett, and I'm sure tree as well, but agree that immersion is like a, maybe the most valuable thing that a game can really offer as far as making you want to keep playing. it. And I think this game over and over and over again, just, hits it out of the park when it comes to immersion they there are so many little touches that they do that you could look at as like yeah who cares it's just a little thing or it's not that big of a deal but you know some of the the whole greater than or the whole greater than some of its parts kind of thing like all of these little things add up to create this just incredibly immersive experience um that that you know is there in the the guis and the, the the leveling and stuff like we're talking about but it's also a thing that I've been really impressed by is how minimalist they are with the UI. There's no mini-map. Um, they, they take stuff, like it will show you stuff on the screen when you're fighting, like your health and your, it's not called mana, but basically your right. mana to, to do- the stamina. Yeah, to do special abilities with. But then like when you're just riding around the countryside, takes all of that away like so you don't you're not constantly seeing so you don't your health bar so you're not constantly walking around the countryside
0: you said something important there
1: yeah so
0: you get like a horse yep yep you get a horse sweet yeah is it like yeah. companion horse time or
2: is it any horse you, well i mean you could ride any horse but okay. you get your own horse okay and you even
1: get to choose like so at the, towards the beginning of the game you get to choose between one of three horses And then, upon choosing that, you also get to choose between one of three names for the horse, and then your character will refer to that the horse by that name for the rest of the game. So that's awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I think you would be really into and impressed by the way that they handle aesthetics, Um, because you have your gear, and and you can there's different types of armor and different types of weapons, and you can upgrade just the the kind of raw values you know how much armor mitigation or how much damage the sword does or whatever but then entirely separate from that is just a, a whole aesthetics menu Ooh. where you can oh. completely <laughs> customize the way that it all looks and color schemes and i mean like I, and not just colors though like i had a sword that the what do you call the scabbard maybe is that what that's called the thing you put the sword into like, yeah. yeah um and it's like it's like a feathered thing. So it's like this big feathery plume that the sword oh, goes wow. into instead of like the plastic or not plastic, right. but whatever the normal <laughs> mm-hmm. wood. <laughs> Thank you. I was a samurai for Halloween one year. So uh, that's my knowledge. So you know how all of this works, yeah, right? Not speaking I mean... from you know, a place of authority on this subject.
2: But, but yeah, the details are amazing. Like uh, you know, all kinds of different colors to choose from, little tassels in different places Mm -hmm. and even after you you uh pull out your sword um the tassel will still be on it you know like if there's one on the very end so but yeah it keeps all of that and so um,
0: with all of that then how how are they handling like money and equipment and inventory are you like looting every guy that you're
2: falling or uh, you, you'd have like a, um, a basic currency um, supply and it kind of looks like I don't know rice pack packs or something. I don't, don't know okay. but um, yeah, that functions as a currency and then you can collect uh, uh, various flowers that you can turn into merchants for you know the aesthetic stuff. but um, you don't really have to worry about managing a, an inventory and a bunch of different items. Awesome. Awesome. That's really good. Yeah,
1: it's, I mean, yeah, you, you, yeah, exactly. You you do, you do collect stuff. But something else I was actually really pleased by um, is, so there's, there's predator hides as a, a, not a currency, but a a crafting material, I guess is the right way to say Mm -hmm. that. So like, so far, the only predator I've encountered is a bear, right? And the bear is attacking someone else. And I join the fight. And if the bear dies, I can get its predator hide and then use that to craft a bigger quiver or whatever, Um, which that's cool. A lot of games do stuff like that. However, there is a lot of other wildlife in the game, like uh, I don't know if they're deer, elk or moose or what they are, but that kind of creature Um, and, and other stuff beyond that. But if you kill those things, there is no option to harvest them. There is no option to skin them, which is cool, I think, because. A, I'm just really used to games having you kill and harvest anything that comes on your screen, right? Like Far Cry. <laughs> um yeah. and so it's but it's nice to like ride into a field and see a pack of a herd of deer and not Not have to be compelled yeah. to slaughter all of them. Yeah. 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 It it makes you feel it kind of taps into the like, you know, one with nature kind of honorable being able to be honorable and
0: enjoy the beauty rather than being yeah like it was okay when i was a caveman in primal like (laughs) okay fine i get it but if i'm like an honorable samurai i don't want to have to
1: kill every bunny well in in games where you have to eat it also makes like in red dead like you have to have food so it makes more sense that you would go and hunt stuff because you're trying to eat and feed people and whatever but in this there's none of those mechanics so I, I really appreciated that they didn't just make you, um, yeah, just bloodthirsty for everything that is living, <laughs> you know?
2: Oh, what about uh, the wind as you're, uh, you know, leading you to, to the various points? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is interesting. Talk about this. Well, it's like a, you know, if you pick a, a waypoint on the map or something um, it's not just an arrow, you have to, you, you swipe the, the middle button on the controller. And then it brings in the wind, and then you can just uh, follow the wind. To so it like wafts yeah. the grass
0: around you and the leaves
2: and shows you which direction to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is
2: incredible. It is. Yeah, it's so good, and, mm-hmm. and and all of the the grass and the you know foliage is is really beautiful. So when the wind comes in, it just like you know super immersive. So
0: I mean I, I take it that also means there's no north south east west compass at the top of the screen or correct. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So there's just a lot of screen real estate, it sounds
1: like to show you. I'll take a picture. Awesome I'll take a picture and show it to you. I mean, I could I could look at well, it. I'm just <laughs> I just mean like it's yeah. just it, but it's it's shocking how little UI there is. I mean there are times when right. I'm playing where there is no UI. Um Mm-hmm. And it, it, so you know, hey, it's thirty-three minutes before I brought up World of Warcraft, but um, ah, so close. <laughs> <laughs> no matter the subject, I will do it. Um, <laughs> but but no, like in you know, in wow, I used to um, I used to just shut my UI off and go farm in a field because I was farming right. stuff that wasn't dangerous. I knew I wasn't going to die.
0: Right. And you're going to stay in that field for a while. You can kind of figure out your way. Exactly.
1: So I would just shut the UI off. And I mean, it's incredible. You know, MMOs probably suffer more than any other game genre from a lack of screen real estate because there are so many UI elements, especially the more into it or the more complicated things you want to do, the more UI it demands. And and yeah, I mean you know i I get wow's cartoony and compared to a game like this it is not a beautiful game at all but wow has some really cool landscapes and some really cool stuff that it's easy to forget how much is there when you're constantly looking at this really narrow band of your monitor that you can actually see your character in and you shut off the ui and it's just like oh wow like this i I wish i could play like this all the time um (laughs) and this game kind of is 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 I'm sure it's not the only game with a minimalist UI, but it really strikes me. Um, For
0: an adventure game, that's. I mean, I guess you know, Dark Souls has a fairly minimal UI. There's a fair amount of screen real estate there. It, um, it's not. It's not super minimal, but there. It, there's a lot. There's you know, keeping things off to just the corners, is. I, I think that's good, and giving a lot of that open that front and center space at least being open, where you don't have a potion bar or. You know, leaving your inventory open all the time while you play to access elements from your inventory. Like. Yeah,
1: well, and this is like this is going to be such a weird thing to care about. But, you know, Tree's talking about the wind mechanic and how you, you summon the wind to basically point you. So, I mean, A, again, huge immersion thing because you don't see an arrow made of magic pointing right across the screen, <laughs> completely disrupting what you're looking at. Um, yeah, yeah. But I actually, so I don't know if you've ever used a PlayStation 4 controller, but it has this big center button that's Mm -hmm. touch sensitive.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, it's a touchpad, too. Right, exactly.
1: So to summon the wind, you just very lightly brush up on the touchpad, and then the wind comes in. And again, like, I know that's such an insignificant thing, but like, just that, I love that slight gesture that's associated with summoning the wind. Right. But then, like, you can do, like, like a show of respect. And to do that, like, you swipe down ever so slightly wow. and you'll stop and bow. So, like, Aww. I encountered some some gravesite or something. And it doesn't make you do this at all, but I went ahead and, right. and decided to, to bow with a gravesite yeah. of respect. And, like, I, I normally just don't do stuff like that because I'm like, yeah, I don't know, who do I kill next? Like, where's where's the next bad Right. And, uh, and, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just... I'm totally into all the little things in this one.
2: <laughs> that's that's huh. also how you uh, draw your sword and put it back up, is you can swipe to the right. Huh?
1: That's oh, nice. That's
2: super cool. I so you like, swipe to the right to pull it out and
0: swipe to the left to sheathe it?
2: Yeah, and then if you're like, so you fight some people and then you put your sword up, he'll like clean it off first and get the I was blood gonna off. add that was my next question was like, yeah. are you gonna
0: are you do you how do you clean it do you fling the blood off does he yeah, he kind of
2: just like flicks it off <laughs> and then, yeah puts it in. Mm-hmm. It's good. that's awesome
1: yeah it's just the vegetation and stuff is just gorgeous I mean they just there's a huge variety of colors you get really really gorgeous you know I don't know what you call it it's not just sunsets but just shots of the sky um, right. there's mountains there's valleys there's just there's just all sorts of really really
2: gorgeous shots um yeah I've, I've got tons of screenshots i mean i put some on facebook mm. but uh i've got like a whole nother load on the playstation and just you know i've never played a game and where every minute you could find something that's like yeah that's a screenshot worthy you know that's awesome uh, if you want you can send some over and we'll throw them up on
0: the pick up your sticks in uh either the discord or the the twitter oh yeah i'm out there mm-hmm. sweet Um, So there's two questions that have come up now. One I was kind of holding, and and the other one just kind of got referenced. So you referenced sunsets, which means I have to ask uh, how they handle day-night cycle.
1: I don't, Tree, I'll defer to you. I don't, there is one, because they, I know that, like, at one of the missions, they're like, let's wait until nighttime before we infiltrate the camp. So there Mm -hmm. definitely is one. I don't know exactly, like, I don't know that there's a way to control it. And I don't know how long it takes, like in real time, you know what I mean? Right.
2: Yeah. I I don't know how long it takes either. I mean, obviously, like when you start a tail or or something, sometimes it will just go to whatever day, night cycle it wants to be in. Right. When you're just running around, um, it seems to take quite a while before it to change. But I have been in places where the lighting changes. Right. And, you know, I'm like, oh, because I didn't know what was going on at first. But, you know, maybe it makes it a little bit harder to see something. I was going to say, do you have like a torch or a light source that you can pull out or? Not that I have
0: found Mm -hmm. yet. I I would imagine if you're traveling from, you know, village to village and it's night that that could be
2: something good. Yeah, it could be good. It could be bad. <laughs> like yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it bad. alerts the Mongols. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because
1: there's definitely just like roving hordes of Mongols on the roads uh, that you'll encounter. So, so yeah, yeah, I haven't encountered a light source at all. I mean, at night it doesn't get so dark that it's unseeable, right? Like it, right. it's a a healthy <laughs> night where you're not. There's no eye strain involved. Um, yeah. So something that, that there's just no way you would know to ask this. And I know you have another question, so I don't mean to cut you off, but no, you're fine. There's no way you would know to ask this, but I I, I want to hear Tree's thoughts on this. So um, for those of you who have not listened to The Walk Show, uh, you may not know who Chris Crabtree is, but he has been on The Walk Show as a guest a few times, and he's actually a, a poet. Um, and I don't say that. He doesn't just post stuff on Facebook. He has a master's degree in poetry. So literally, uh, and published and stuff, and incredible sources. And he, just don't at me with your nonsense. Like, I'm a poet, too. Like, no, you're not. Anyway. Um, and I'm more arrogant than he is about his poetry. So take that for what it's worth. Um, but no, so in the game, like, there, you know, in open world games, it's common for there to be, like, in Assassin's Creed, like, there's towers you can climb, and then it, like, exposes part of the map, and then there's feathers you can find, and that's, like, a collection item that really have a purpose other than something to do. Um, 100% fluffy. right yeah thanks Ubisoft um, mm-hmm. well so in this one of the things that it lets you or, or that is to do that's kind of a collection but is again way cooler is you'll stumble onto these really kind of serene I don't know landscapes or, or, or you know scenes um, and you can create a haiku in the game um, so yeah Tree, please tell me like what did you think of that maybe describe it a bit but I, I really want to hear your take on this
2: Um, when you stumble upon these spots, it's kind of like a, a meditation spot, you know? So you kind of, you know, kneel down and you compose your, your haiku and then it it goes into this, uh, view of the scenery and you can kind of like move the camera around.
1: It's like a first person view to be clear. Right.
2: And it, it will let you find different lines and you can choose which line to pick.
0: Okay, so you're not creating your own I mean you are creating your own haiku, but you're not typing the whole thing out or anything. You're
2: discovering
0: yeah. lines like a almost like a hidden word puzzle or something. Like you look at like yeah. a tree
1: branch and it and there's a line and then you look at the water and there's a line and then you look at a rock and there's
0: So you're getting to pick your haiku from pieces, but you're getting to pick it from what you find interesting in the scenery.
2: Exactly. So you got like, you know, maybe Anywhere from some two to two to four choices somewhere in there. I mean, it's not like a huge amount, but right. based on what you pick, I think it, it influences what your next choices are. Right. And so it kind of just lets you, you know, sculpt whatever, you know, you find interesting or, you know, want to say. And uh, I don't know if it influences your reward or maybe it's just a set reward for doing it. But you end up getting like a vanity item you know headband or something like that but um i kind of want to like choose other options to see if it changes anything (laughs) see if you get different kinds of headbands or something yeah yeah i don't know if it's like if you pick
0: if you pick the water option does it give you a blue headband versus the tree giving you green or something
2: like but it's a it's an amazing uh mechanic to to build build in you know even it just being what it is now like you could expand on that easily and kind of you know make it more robust and, but it's just it definitely a way seems to
0: yeah it it definitely seems like there's a huge focus on beauty yeah in a game that is like with with the subtle details with the wind with character customization
2: mm-hmm. with
0: these. Again, like there's there's points like that in like Far Cry where you find a vantage point or something, and it's like eh, vantage point unlocked, and you maybe you get a postcard in Fallout or something from right. it, where it just shows you that image of a, mm-hmm. a, of a snapshot you can take. Yeah. But building that interface in where you your character sits down to meditate and crafts a freaking poem <laughs> from the beautiful stuff they're looking at and you pick you pick it's literally picking what you're inspired by my yeah. character is inspired by the river and maybe that leads him to be inspired by the shore which inspires me to be you know inspired by the sky and that's where your three lines of this like that is ingenious mm-hmm. and if it, it for it, it doesn't force you but it allows you To not just take in the scenery, like, you get a three-second camera pan in most other games, where it's like, you get the camera shot noise, like, kachah, pan, kachah, and white flash, and you're back to being able to play. But -hmm. this allows you to, like, interact with that beautiful space that's been created, and look around it, and also craft something that, like, I assume you probably can go back and reread your own haikus.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah it saves yeah, it uh, under the headband so if you like go over the headband you can see what you crafted
0: so that just it kind of further reinforces like taking a moment to stop, and your character's literally meditating and then crafts a simple like that's that is so cool that i mean that's the kind of immersion that's like yeah this guy is a samurai like, <laughs> he's gonna be trained both in martial arts and creative arts mm-hmm. and like that's that's cool
1: It that uh, yeah I'm, I'm telling you man like this is the most impressed i've been with a new title i mean i don't know that so doom doom 2016 and then subsequently doom eternal completely blown away by uh, obviously a completely separate genre of game as well right um and it's not a zero-sum game where w- only one can be the best it's not highlander but um no <laughs> but man like I, I'm I am completely blown
0: away by this game. Uh, but taking something in a direction that like, it's always surprising to me when I think that the boundaries can't be pushed in a genre.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then like to see something like this where it's just the non-combat, like I all of the things, all of the non-combat things that have been discussed to me sound like they could create a complete game (laughs) like a narrative story that had zero combat and allowed you to see beautiful places and make haikus and customize your character (laughs) and ride a horse and call the wind all sound like kind of like an indie art game yeah that would be beautiful and amazing on its own but then to also say that it has good you know sneaking mechanics and good stealth mechanics and good combat mechanics all on
2: top of that really just sounds like an epic game (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's uh it's really refreshing to see someone be so conscious of how the player interacts with the world Mm -hmm. like they really went out of their way to find new and fresh ways to you know get that immersion in there and give you new ways of of interacting with the world
1: yeah, you know, and I don't mean to challenge
2: something that Tree said earlier,
1: um, but, you know, the fact that you can't climb any wall, um, I don't know why you can't. It very well may be the lore that you're not a ninja, so you're not trained in that way, and, and that makes plenty of sense.
0: Or maybe they just don't
1: want you breaking in places you shouldn't be yet. <laughs> you know, the, but the thing is, is that, like, instead of you being able to climb all the walls, the walls will have, m- most walls that I've encountered so far have at least one, if not more than one, like gap somewhere in it that you can squeeze Mm -hmm. through to then infiltrate. But so what I think it does is it actually, you know, in in a game like Mordor or Assassin's Creed, I mean, yeah, you can climb any wall and you do that for dozens of hours. So once you're in a bit, the locations become routine. You no longer care about, You're just like, I don't know, where's the wall? Let me get over it. Where are the bad guys? I'm going to climb up to the highest point and shoot everything I can. Yeah. And in this, I think it, because it doesn't allow that, it actually kind of um, makes you become more intimately involved with the specific location that you're actually at because you have to scout and see where the gap in the wall is and, and it's maybe not always in the most convenient place as opposed and to being able to couple like of guards around it or something. Yeah. As opposed to always being able to like, well, I'm going to go climb over here where no one is and then stealth kill everyone. and then <laughs> leave. Right. You know?
2: Yeah. The, the what I was saying about the story, that was kind of just my way of making sense uh, about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, even from a development standpoint, um, everything is so polished that if you were able to scale everything, it would create a lot of. Situations that you would have to test for, and be like, well, yeah, can, can you go over here? Can you do this? What happens if you do that? Mm-hmm. And so, like, well, and
0: climbing in climbing on any and all polygons,
2: that also opens up a lot of out of bounds territory because yeah. there will always
0: yeah. be some tree next to a rock that technically you can climb the rock, but it's not a big rock, and then you wedge yourself into a tree trunk and teleport somewhere, like. Yeah. It just, you don't have to mm-hmm. have any. There's already enough of that in 3D games without climbing mechanics.
2: Like. I, w- I will make a prediction, though. Hmm. Um, ne- this game's going to do so well, obviously. So there's going to be another one. Uh, we're going to get Ghost invading China um, to take on Kublai Khan. And he's going to be more trained as a ninja. And so you will get the the white scaling and uh, being able to go wherever you want. It's going to be more like Tenchu where your grappling hooks will be able to get you to the roofs. You'll be able to just kind of freely move how you want to. It's going to be good. Hmm. Well, you heard it here first. We'll, we'll write
0: this one down. I, that doesn't sound, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know about this game, but that doesn't sound out of the question. No. Like, that sounds like a pretty solid prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope so. So, so I do have one, at least one other question, and that is how is health, health regeneration, and like healing mechanics, how are those handled?
1: Tree, you want to yeah. go ahead? Yeah.
2: Um, you have your your resolve, um, essentially like mana, okay, and you know it kind of builds up as you as you kill enemies, and uh, you're able to you know, as long as you have resolve, you can pretty much heal at any point, but, you know, because it has to regenerate from you killing it, you can't just have health shots the entire fight. Right. And, uh, as you, as you progress, you can get various items that will allow you to heal better. Or I just got one the other night where you can regenerate health outside of battle. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a big, big help. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there, there are no health packs. The only thing I've seen in the game that I thought that's only here because this is a video game, uh, is red explosive barrels. Um, I I actually they're in every game. I know. I also laughed out loud when I saw that because I was just like, "Really?" Like all that we've done. And again, it's not like it broke it for me or something, but it was just like, "Well, no." I think
0: what broke it for me is the Ahoy video because you watched that one, didn't you?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, the
0: Ahoy the Ahoy video makes it blatantly obvious how every game has to
1: have explosive barrels now. (laughs) Correct. Well, and they and I think that in a game like this where it's supposed to be there's a stealth element and you're taking on packs of enemies that are much bigger than you. It it's, I get it because it's a way to allow you to kill a bunch of enemies quickly. Um, Cause you can, you know, if they're all by the barrel, you can explode the barrel or whatever, or you can lure them over by the barrels and, and kill them. Um, but that's the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head that is like, yeah, I don't think I don't think they had red Explodey barrels in Japan when Samurai. I don't think they have them now. Just laying around. I've never heard of that in real life. Walking
0: through town, seeing a box full of TNT, you know. Right.
1: <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, no health packs. Um, like Tree said, you only regen the, the the resolve to heal yourself through fighting. So you can't just you can't go and like find an item to boost your resolve, even let alone right. heal. Um, yeah. Like a, a, a usable item like that. Um, so eventually you get the ability to heal outside of combat, but then... But it, it's it, passive. It,
0: right, right. And mm-hmm. that's fine. That I It just kind of made me... Because then it, it kind of almost makes it like... I'm trying to think. That, like having one kind of health pool for almost like an entire mission? Or do they do like some checkpoints and stuff in there for...
1: No, you know, not really. Because there's not no. really... Because the missions are still open world, right? Like it doesn't it does you're not like locked into an
0: instance once you get to a certain area or something correct correct so then how do they handle i guess that's the next question is it seems like if you especially earlier on until you get the passive healing you could like potentially get through a battle and maybe have three quarters of your health and then get through the next battle and then have half your health even though you're kind of healing through it like so then that kind of asks like how do they deal with saving and loading uh do, do they have any auto saves or do you deal with only save slots
1: It auto saves for sure. Tree, do you know, um, when you die, do you come back with full health?
2: You come back with full health, but um, your resolve is limited. Okay. So, like, I was in this duel, and uh, I started the duel with, you know, pretty much full resolve, and I ended up dying. And, you know, you can redo the battle, but my resolve was lower than when I first initiated it. So it, it made it, like, a little bit harder because I had to, you know, manage that better. Right.
1: Yeah. Never... But
2: did it put you like, so So
0: I guess, so it, again, is that, so All you said it auto saves, does it kind of put you, It it's, it's weird to have like, because they're not checkpoints in an open world, yeah. but I assume it has to put you somewhere
2: close. It auto saves a lot. Um, Cause I've, I've died, you know, randomly just doing all kinds of stuff, you know, jumping around, falling off cliffs, but Every time I end up dying like that in a, a strange way, or even you know in a duel or battle, it always restarts me at like the perfect spot, right? Really? Where I'm like right back in it, so I don't have to replay content to get or back. Run to all it. the way through a town that's already yeah. full,
0: uh, already empty, even like just mm-hmm. to kill the one boss at the end or something. Like
2: yeah, I, I haven't had a bad reload after a death yet where it's just like, oh, man, I got to replay all that.
1: Yeah, you know, something that uh, another game that maybe is in the genre, at least, but uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, mm-hmm. Horizon oh, yeah. Zero Dawn, super fun. Coming to PC soon. Yeah.
0: I get to finally play it. Although <laughs> now I have just another reason to need to buy a PS4
1: now. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I So Horizon Zero Dawn doesn't have friendly auto-save mechanics. And I've played in that before and been out for 30 minutes since my last save and then gotten killed oh. on something dumb. And I'm 30 minutes back, and it's just like, oh, man. like
2: It's such a killer when that happens. It is. You know? it's like, ooh, your momentum. and
1: Well, and I think it's even just- more so in an open-world game because
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, like in a linear game, like in Ninja Gaiden, I die all the time, right? And, right. But I'm not mad in the same way because it, it, there's a pattern to it all Mm -hmm. you know but well there's
0: a set level and a set progression like in open world if you you may have gotten a random encounter that gave you an item that you needed or Mm -hmm. you discover a pack or a cave or something and and there's so many things that can be randomized that when it reloads aren't guaranteed
1: to be that way Mm -hmm. well and also like kind of you know if you did happen to stumble upon a cave like you're in this moment and now if you have to rewind 30 minutes and your character hasn't seen the cave but you know it's there and it's just now you're just
0: going to sprint straight to it yeah. when you actually the last time you hunted a bunch of things and did stuff or
1: whatever <laughs> yeah yeah
2: it, it also uh randomizes the the real world events because i i did a standoff on this mongol patrol and uh i just messed up and just got killed right away which was funny but but whenever you stop yeah i was like "Eh." i I guess i'm not that good (laughs) but uh after it reloaded the patrol was uh down the road a ways so it was like out of you know my where i was heading so i didn't have to fight but also
0: still there so if you wanted to try again you could yeah
2: Hmm. yeah Hmm. Yeah, really cool. I
1: I mean uh, th- there are even more features of the game to talk about, but I, I don't mean to just go on and on endlessly. But it is, you know, uh, it is definitely which Doom Eternal only came out in March, so it's not a very long window. But it's definitely the most exciting excited I've been about a game since Doom Eternal, and pre Doom Eternal, I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know outside of the Doom example, I don't know the last time I was this excited by a game. I mean, Borderlands Three was really good. Um but Borderlands 3 also is the third, really fourth game in that series. Right. Um, and yeah, this, for this to be a brand new IP. Um, Who's the developer? Stucker I Punch. Asked that. Oh, okay. So they made Infamous um, and yeah. Infamous 2, which are PlayStation games. So those actually competed head to head with Prototype, which I know you're right. a fan of, yep. uh, which I was too. Um and I, I think maybe they made something else, but as far as big AAA-style games, I'm pretty sure the Infamous series is their claim to fame. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds awesome. It sounds like something that I'm probably, I wish I could get into now, but um, <laughs> yeah. we'll see. I don't know that my slush fund is going to be able to put a, a, a PlayStation and a, a VR system in this household at the same
1: time. But <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't know what Sucker Punch's relationship with um, Sony is, and I, I do know that the infamous games never came to any other platform except right. PlayStation.
0: A lot of games are, though. A lot of games are—they may be a while, but a lot of them are porting more
1: often. That's what I was going to say. Is it's so—it's so good, and I think it's going to continue <laughs> to be praised so much that.
0: But you know, I bet Epic could offer them enough money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, you know, Crabtree really want to thank you for for coming on the show today to, to share about this. Did, was there anything else that you wanted to cover, um, or that you wanted to to bring up about it um,
2: while we're discussing it here? Um, I, that pretty much covers it. Um, I already made my prediction, so we'll put that in the bank, and uh, <laughs> maybe you know, in a few years, we'll pull it back out yeah that would be awesome
0: i would love to pull that quote out and play it a few years from now and have you be 100 percent right because that would be just a glorious so here's
1: so tree's prediction probably is is more accurate this isn't really a prediction as much as a wish i hope that instead they do um same ip i guess of course but but instead of a direct sequel i hope they just do another version of it set in china that is romance of the three kingdoms based, which is what Dynasty Warriors is based off of.
2: Oh, there you go.
1: And oh, have you know. run around in that like if, if we could play like like a really good Dynasty Warriors Dynasty Warriors, <laughs> yeah. but not super button mash time. Yeah, but yeah. actually like that. <laughs> this gameplay, like, oh man, it would be awesome. And and that's all that'd there be was- like Like, what if we could play *Serious Streets of Rage*? Right.
2: (laughs) I would also like that. I would also. That would be pretty cool, actually. Um, Yeah, that that would be dope. I'd take that too. (laughs) Cool. Well,
0: awesome! Thank you so much for joining and sharing. Like, I'm, I'm excited. I may have to go now. The question is, is do I try to infinitely put this one? in my maybe someday eventually it'll either get ported or I'll get a PlayStation in 20 years? Or do I just go
2: look up Let's Plays? That's going to be the hard mm.
1: question answered, Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I'd say you probably just need to start saving for the PlayStation 5. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Just add this to the top of the list, you know? Oh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to
0: keep draining me with vet visits, so I don't know about that.
1: Maybe see if the wife wants to start mowing some extra yards around the neighborhood or something. You know? Wow. Wow!
0: I'll let her know you said that. Walker says you need to mow extra lawns so that I can get a PlayStation. 5. It's such a pretty game.
1: It's such a pretty game. She'll understand. He says understand. you, can, he says you can watch. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, the other thing is I can bring up the only real news that I have from this week because uh, while I am still ready to present on hand of gilgamech I think I want to do that at a later date. There's still, I'm I'm playing through it very slowly lately. As as I've said, there's lots of pet vet visits going on. Um, both of them are okay; they have returned today, but it has definitely slowed down my game time some. However, what has filled the small pockets of time uh, in the in between is I now have a TikTok. Um, So I'm one of those old elder millennial guys on TikTok (laughs) doing uh, mostly cringy D&D and mental health support things, as well as uh, whatever else, a little bit of cosplay. I just had my first video, quote unquote, blow up today, Uh, It's posted this morning and got like 40 followers and like 1200 views on it. So I'm pretty stoked about that because those are... Yeah, those are big numbers for me. I'm putting up big numbers. Uh, so who knows? Maybe putting some uh, pick up your sticks content on there as well. Or if you just want to follow for the kooky, weird, D&D, cosplay related and strange mental health content that I can put out there, uh, you can search the underscore quantum underscore anomaly. Um, I have it's an actually like quantum anomaly 3608 or whatever because they wouldn't give me my username because someone out there someone beats me to it every time mm. but it's the same logo that you can find on my personal twitch channel or my personal twitter or in the discord so if you see the qa logo from any of those it's blue it's got lightning bolts out around it it's, it's pretty easy to see so yeah feel free to follow me on tiktok and and watch me cosplay DD characters <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right well that's all for our episode today follow us on twitter to join the discussion share your thoughts or catch our stream times If you enjoy the show, tell a friend and help us keep growing our audience. You can also join us on Discord and in our Steam group. All of the links will be available in the show notes. If you want more of my insights on pretty much everything not related to gaming, check out my other podcast, The Walk Show, which is available everywhere podcasts are found. NFL fans, Dak Prescott here. Want to spend Sunday afternoons with your favorite teams and players? Switch to DirecTV and get NFL Sunday ticket included at no extra cost. I'm talking every live out-of-market game every Sunday, no matter where you live. So switch to DirecTV to get the 2020 NFL Sunday ticket season included at no extra cost. Call one 800 directv tv Out-of-market games only. Requires choice package or above. Minimum $74.99 a month before discounts. Prices higher in second year. Regional sports fee up to $9.99 a month applies. 24-month agreement, activation, other fees. Terms and restrictions apply everything in this shed starting with those okay gotta fix all of these
0: that that'll be so easy
1: this needs some love for sure definitely that true DIYers see projects everywhere from repainting patio furniture to repurposing an old light fixture for all of those to-dos trust krylon fusion all-in-one
2: paint and primer spray paint it bonds to difficult surfaces and gives you maximum rust protection with no sanding or priming and that's that krylon today we spray